it, putting it on. It wasn't really planned. In the midst of it was actually my 90-year-old mother. And I dare say, I think that she stimulated me because she being there uh, reminded me um, on all the theater I played with her in the women's group. Huh? And she was sewing also the angel uh, uh, um, or the costumes for the theater I, I, perf I practiced with my students as the children in my school. So here it flamed up in me, so we transform ourselves. Okay, we are something. We Halloween figures. But now give you a meaning. What figures are we? The seven factors of enlightenment. I am concentration. I am attentiveness. I am um, um, investigation. And we may have a, a circle there, or just talking natural. Everyone had to step forward and to introduce. And there were several uh, equanimities and uh, several um, uh, joys and uh, uh, several efforts. And they had now to demonstrate the characteristic of this figure, you know, of this, uh, um, the way they mean them, you know, that, that character they had now to manifest it. So they played effort. Hmm? or they played concentration. And, and it was a marvelous thing. And I did it once or twice again. And uh, have left it behind. For I, later, I tried also to, to align a little bit and to understand what Halloween really is and where it comes from. And so it, it led me a little bit to witches and to earthbound beings and to, to, to the earth wisdom and uh, to the wise uh, um, queen of the night and or whatever it came. And um, uh, so then it came to these uh, celebrations you uh, are knowing and acquainted with. But with the seven factors of enlightenment was a really beautiful thing. And I, I, as I talk about it, I think I might have that manifesting the, itself in the next uh, um, uh, celebration, maybe Buddha's birthday <laughs> or Halloween. But Halloween is, you see, that um, transformation aspect is in it, isn't it? And um, the, the uh, um, ex uh, kind of resolve for something n new, huh? And uh, the honoring those who were wise and were endowed with knowledge of the earth and also those who had died. Then one at one, um, the Halloween, I remember we had a celebration just by coming forward to the um, to the altar and uh, burning an incense and remembering, honoring those who have gone from us. And another day, uh, the, uh, one, we were tra transformed in very light beings and we were dancing. So it takes all kinds of forms on. And uh, sometimes we give it the meaning, or we we play into the meaning. You know, let's say um, Christmas Eve. 
you know, we see, we let it be for what it is. We acknowledge Christ as a very compassionate being. And, uh, um, uh, and uh, as the festival of light and awakening, we acknowledge New Year as something where you make a resolve uh, for, the, for the New Year to come. For, uh, uh, you accept your weaknesses, you make an account of what has happened, and in awareness you can maybe make a resolve. Or it can become a blessing, Hmm? And a meta meditation uh, for the for for the um, for everybody for life around us. You and also then, did it for the Passover. I was, you had the candles for Passover. I was here for that Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, you I did. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had candles. It burned so. Oh, at Passover. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. And um, yeah, there is certain reverence uh, uh, induced, uh, and um, when there is a, a death in a family, and I see happening in the midst of our course, and I see the person suffers with it, I acknowledge that openly. It happened just a little time ago, or it was at the end in the Christmas course. I let, uh, we made a, a silent walk, a meditative walk, practiced at the same time, dedicated it to, uh, to the past away person, and uh, um, felt being a support for the grief of the one, uh, of our Dharma sister or the Dharma brother, I don't remember who it was. And then we played. Uh, a, a, a little piece which was a Kyrie Eliason, and we let it repeat and repeat and repeat, and we hummed with it together with our calm walking, and it became a morning walk, and uh, a tremendous opening of heart and acceptance of the fact that dying is a fact, and that we are now in a soft, understanding way taking part from this beloved person or this person who has has died, who was a part of our family. And that is making wonder that the person uh, who had this grief to experience, I think it was the mother even, um, or relative, um, she didn't have this enormous pain to carry all alone. You see, much of that pain we experience is conditioned. We think when someone died, we have to go into a frantic uh, crying and grief and express it just by crying. But that is not necessary. That is a misunderstanding of this. Here is a depth coming up when you meditate in it, and a wonderful training to accept impermanence. And then we sat down and we talked a little bit about it, bowed to another, and saw ourselves as impermanent, subject to the same happening of the one who we called is dead now. And that integrates 
that indicates um, you have to take a deep breath. Huh? Yeah. I was going to cough. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was going to cough. I was trying not to I cough. I see. Anyway, she shut, shut it off, huh? No, I'm going. Oh, God. I want to just ask if you would, because I want to use this video as a reminder also, but if you would just say, are you aware that you're watching the video? A couple of times. At times? Yeah. Yeah. It's not so, uh, I am aware of, I realize it is. And when I realize oh, I'm it... I'm sorry, Donna. I meant uh, people are watching this video. Yeah. And I'd like to have your instruction come in. Oh. Are you aware that, that you... Just as oh, you do that, I should. Yeah. yeah. Just, just so if you just yeah. say that. You can say, are you aware you're taking pictures? <laughs> I don't know whether I understand it rightly. So uh, I see. Uh, I I um, sh uh, should call the attention to the fact that there is this happening, that event, and maybe uh, soften more the resentment in the hearts of those who have resentment to this. Some have. Yeah. Oh yes, some have. There is a reaction. Well, now that uh, that uh, puts me a little bit into that space too. Right. Not resentment, a little bit of apprehension. Mm -hmm. I had to appease too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a good point, and I I I, w I will maybe re re uh, do that. Um, remind, call their attention to the fact that there is. What we were talking about is not the people here. Uh -huh. We were talking about the people that are going to watch this. In oh, world. now I understand. They're, they're totally misunderstanding. Yeah. So well, they're watching their TV, right? And then oh, they say, oh. oh, but you are watching it. Are you aware that you're watching it? Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> that was really what did I say? This is very effective, I said. When you integrate um, uh, in this way, by attending t uh, rituals, but no, by attending or at, uh, paying um, or um, honoring our festivities, hmm? and <laughs> um, maybe it even when I rem uh, uh, realize now that this is going out to people who are watching it, to an audience, so to speak, or meditators. Hmm? I feel that urge to say, are you aware that you are seeing, or are you getting involved uh, in such a way that you just watch the show and don't take it as an object for your awareness, as you all know, or as everybody knows, um, in, in more advanced, uh, a mature mindfulness, the world offers itself only for one purpose, or is accepted and met only for this, as, uh, for this purpose, to serve you for your uh, uh, developing greater awareness, widening the spaciousness of awareness, opening up to wisdom. So in that <laughs> um, way, 
um, you can, one can use this show. I hope you all do it. <laughs> you are watching it right now, or are going to watch it. <coughs> that was the end of 18. This is the, the beginning of real B. Is this what sometimes I had before I have had more apprehension whether it will be the right thing or very good coming in a good way out but now I just uh, am a little bit more um, yeah I understand that you can choose mm -hmm. you see mm -hmm. so um, I'm just a little bit back to your left to my left uh, yeah to yeah that's it Perfect. Okay, it was uh, good. I'm sorry that I am late, um, Anne. Right. But um, you know, I feel um, I'm very feeling very good that I went to the group and uh, um, somehow telling them that they are going to pra practice now alone and have the can take up the chance to deepen according to their own capacity now and to their own. Uh, what is available to them um, in skill in, and uh, mindfulness to deepen the specific pattern of meditation we practiced yesterday given by my teacher and uh, by which we are to, to learn and to realize impermanence you know, on the steepest level within ourselves, till it becomes our real experience, a living force in us, then it guides us much better. We have that as our point of reference. Yeah. So we were very happy, and we um, we referred a little bit this to this morning's experience. And um, I called the attention also to realize that uh, such a beautiful, u unified, uh, almost ritual um, expression as we did this morning, where everyone had enormous great joy experienced, uh, and which came out of that unity, and that in wonderful reconnectedness to body and to their own mind, there was a deep calmness. So everything what we did came out of a fullness um, of their um, equanimity, so to speak, also of their understanding what was happening. Hmm? And um, so I kind of pointed out <coughs> that that was the expression or the continuation of our little, of our work when we sit still. And when we go very thoroughly into this um, uh, pattern of noticing sensations, noticing the sensations of breathing, which is the base for developing awareness. So it was more available to us. So they got now good connection to um, uh, what it means to be mindful in my daily life, also as we picked up the rock, remember? So um, it's an easier integration, you know. So, um, also, um, I, I just think, you know, I think I mentioned it, that it can, these movements or these so-called experiments with movement, uh, 
they can they are twofold in their effect. They can be supporting our uh, uh, ex, uh, our pre, uh, traditional uh, sitting and quiet walking, the very uh, refined, uh, concentrated work in <coughs> in our traditional sitting. As, and they can also be, so they can be supportive for attention, for concentration, and uh, for um, um, be, uh, yeah, perseverance and continuation. And um, they can also be, um, when they are done, such movements like we did this morning, it can be the expression of that calmness which we cultivate and support also with, uh, with these experiments. Hmm? They can be the direct um, um, kind of um, expression, the direct coming, uh, uh, di direct expression, yeah, um, of um, our mindfulness. <coughs> And, um, and the action in which we express, well, it's not separate, it's not in willed, it's not motivated, it's not brought forth by will or by planning or unawarely. Hmm? It is uh, there happening as awareness. Hmm? And there comes, comes with the touch of the real joy and we cultivate at the same time joy, the third factor of enlightenment. <laughs> Now, while you're yeah. on that subject, why do you think you're the only Vipassana teacher that does movement? I don't think so. That is true anymore. There, um, there was um, maybe very initially hmm, in the in the early 70s, early 80s, I was the only one in IMS who did that. Uh, well, why? <coughs> I think. Um, um, you see, then, when I went to to the training to Burma, I had uh, some uh, practice um, in s sensory awareness with Charlotte Selvey. Yeah, with Charlotte Selvey, and uh, so I was a little accustomed in noticing his bodily sensations. Also, I was kind of rooted in myself, yeah, from the beginning. For um, so this um, uh, practice addressed me very deeply. I went to it like the duck to water when I re after I had a little bit initial um, resistance uh, performed, hmm? because you know, after all, I came for great enlightenment or whatever I heard about what a meditation master in Burma can give you. And then I had to learn, I had to observe my breathing and my bodily sensations. And uh, that was uh, somehow something what I already did. However, <coughs> um, it, um, I, I, um, I deepened it and saw further benefits of it and saw and experienced wider, uh, greater, more widening in my awareness. And uh, 
greater calm and deeper, um, deeper, more genuine calm and harmony. I could read, uh, um, I could deal with my emotions, for example, very easily. Any time they came up, um, I was uh, kind of relating to my standing and, and, uh, and so to speak, connecting, giving my mind uh, the body sensations as something to attend to, rather than trying to clarify my depression or my jealousy. Yeah, in that I attained great spaciousness, and and it healed in that. I didn't know I was already doing vipassana at that time. Um, so now coming to the, my teacher, he he. Uh, he um, through con continuation and further practice, noticing bodily sensations, I begin, began also to read um, somehow in this experience, of course, through his pointing out, um, through his uh, calling me to that fact that you are observing now the, 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 you are, the change of energy within you, that uh, you are getting in touch with the interplay of and the friction of these millions of, of, of particles, so-called elements, uh, which are in what we call sensations, then actually the representation these sensations are only the representation of these interaction uh, of the elements, of the friction, and so on. We say, well, I'm experiencing heat and I'm experiencing uh, uh, pressure and it is, my head is, is, is full of pressure and I feel uncomfortable and so on. And that was is... There a, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. Was there a moment that you remember as you say, you came to the movement, but even before Vipassana. Do you yeah. remember during a sitting, was it IMS, when you just started doing it from your intuition, which I know you use a lot? Yeah, well, you Do see, you I, as I stayed now with my teacher, till I came to the end of my training with him, I now was very um, trained to live and to observe and notice and also, of course, re relate and re recognize as that reading my experience, not in terms just of, of healing and feeling more relaxed and so on. I now began to see what in truth I really uh, uh, observe what there is. There is this uh, uh, kind of self which seems solid, this form, is kind of breaking down. Uh, before your eyes, and, and you don't find in that ever-moving flowingness of energy also no self, and all these great truths of non-self and of impermanence in us, the, uh, you, you, you live, so to speak, with that decaying force as well as that sustaining force of life, as well as with the building and constructive force of life. But it always distracts it, you, you, it distracts itself. It comes always to a, to a destruction and a solution, rising and passing away. It's like our life, but we don't live by that standard. 
or by that perspective, because it is so far apart for most people. You know, here I'm born and here is my death. And between I suffer and try to get to the better situations. Anyway, back to, so I, it, it, when I now looked at, as I started um, conducting classes, conducting uh, Vipassana courses, which are actually, you know, a um, origination of my teacher, you know, they were there, and as students came more and more, one or two became teachers, like Goenkaji and I, and Mr. Havel. As we started teaching, we took the pattern of my teacher, of Sijaji Yubakin, 10 days, he said, is the minimum. And so it's still doing 10 daily passion, of course, is a tradition now, and an accepted pattern all over. Hmm? So as I sit now and watch the cl- the, the, everyone sitting and, and trying hard to concentrate, to bring back the mind from its uh, kind of fantasies and dream states and desire, desire states and so on, um, there was a great deal of effort and with very little result. Some felt tremendously pressured and created more pressure by their own demand to now perform a good meditation. And then it comes also so that teachers, <coughs> those who didn't do anything like that, including myself, I just let them sit. And then I realized, as I saw the first uh, freak out and the second one, which was a result of, of this pressure, which was created by the uh, force of attaining we have, and arriving and performing and, and, and being successful, and you know, it became a real striving. And that is an aspect which is uh, totally disapproved in our practice. It is allowing and permitting and being soft and giving, offering yourself to this. Yeah, you can speak to that and you can invite, but when you don't, there is not enough connection and awareness of body yet for most, when they are new, that they can understand this language, offering myself, or offering myself to myself, or uh, relax uh, through your forehead, be soft in your eyes, let go of your chin. What let go, see? So there is not enough understanding what that all means, and now you should perform it. So I thought, I am an apprentice now. You see, I, I, uh, one thing in Buddha's teaching is, which is permanent, is observing. And I observed my my success, my my interaction, the way I, I I sat with them there from the very early morning to the late evening, in in, in most very uncomfortable, uh, remote places. I see, in on a loft somewhere above is cow stable, in Amsterdam, and. Uh, um, 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 when no one had an, the faintest idea what meditation was, 
Well, I, I had to, to go into more action. Well, I saw some screamings here, I heard some screamings here, some jumping here, some quivering here. So I had to act now. So my initial, uh, 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 well, I, I knew if you move, you feel the sensations more strongly. So I said, bend down, stretch your arm, wave it, tap yourself, tap the other back. And I developed more and more, uh, as I went along, a kind of uh, skill in that too. I, I, uh, um, so um, I, I pulled in that also joy into the, allowed them to be a little bit, well, let me say, hope came in many who were despairing, said, it's not for me, I cannot do it. It's too uncomfortable, it's too stressful. So um, I, I opened the heart to, to more trust in them that they could do it. And also some joy when we did it in the circle on a meadow, and we lay down in the grass, we were eating out of our bowls, we were lifting the bowl, we were lowering it in that we already had a stimulated sensation uh, without any stimulation just through that movement. Hmm? And uh, there was uh, so a gradual awakening then they felt it was also possible for many. So I didn't really invent any new pattern and uh, I just, uh, out of my close observation and my desire to, uh, to ease the practice and to give it, it, it the, the real due, you know, to make it possible for them to really come in contact and experience the concentrated, the delight of the concentrated mind uh, uh, as, uh, um, as you were focusing into an area uh, of, uh, of aliveness. Hmm? I used different terms which weren't so, so, so uh, strange to us, you know. Uh, I used aliveness and your livingness, please observe your livingness, and pr probably you heard me. Yeah, I think that is what the women attra felt um, attracted to my, to, to, to my, uh, to come to me, because that's what I did also at the women's course, my first women's course, then I already did this and this was easy for me. And there I had not the, 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 the kind of subtle, tacit disapproval minds of my colleagues. In, 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 in Barry at that time. And I think maybe all of students who were used or attached to the idea what meditation or Vipassana meditation is, identified it enormously with concentration and effort. And uh, in, come here, Shatsi, stay here. Come back. Beautiful. We'll just start that statement again. So just for a moment. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was, oh yes, oh yes, come here, Tara, come here, come here, I like them around me. So, Platz here, Kana, sit, sit, and you sit here too, sit. Um, That'll lead me right to my next question. Now wait, am I finished? 
this is pretty much but that's all right what did i say so yeah i was much freer with the women for there was uh, uh, no as a teacher there were the women had no previous experience let me just start one more and then what we would start with is I was much freer with the women. Yeah, for one reason, because they had no previous teachers. And so whatever I invited uh, to, to them, and what the, the more they felt it is addressing their bodies, and uh, uh, through the movement, um, um, they began also, yeah, what shall I say, attending to their bodily sensations, to their body movement, to their walking, to their breath, to the sensations of the breath, became a very light dance at times. For I combined it with movements, and that was very, very um, easing, that hard sitting. And they had delight from the beginning, and they could experience directly right away something. Um, more connectedness, more calmness, more, more uh, depths in breathing, more opening in their chest, and so and so. It, it, uh, um, the Vipassana meditation became a very um, loved uh, 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 practice, and many more after that followed. And it is now, I mean, some come, still come to me from the very early time, it's now 16 years, I think. Um, they have grown old with me, and, uh, uh, and many more come. And so it is, um, uh, if, I don't know, it's, it's just because, you know, there is not just many come because of that. I ask questions. Because here, there is not only severe sitting. So, you know, um, it, I may sometimes perhaps lean too much over to that side of, of experimenting, but I have seen it, is go, it may shortcut a little bit the deepening um, of, the, of the concentration and the constant, uh, developing concentration power but they do have something here to go home with, that is, they get in touch with more. Um, they have the feeling it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's something which is... Um, hmm. they, are flex, they, they are flexible, yeah? Or skillful. They attain a skill here. How to come to, um, my, uh, to, to recollect myself to my awareness, to receive that what I do in awareness whilst I am washing the dishes, whilst I am sweeping the floor, whilst I am interacting with someone else. Hmm? So the, um, that is what is, uh, goes totally in accordance with what my teacher calls for. He says this meditation is not just for uh, the monks and for uh, those who want to ded dedicate themselves exclusively somewhere in solitude to this practice, but it is for the householder. And so this is a very nice way to, 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 bring, uh, to, to bring it across. Hmm? <laughs> after all, in no, keep it on, after all, in no way do I compromise the teaching.
I am exactly in accordance with it. The first foundation for mindfulness is mindfulness to the body. And there are different ways how the body expresses itself. And um, it's, the body is an, an endless field, unexhaustible are the dharmas here hmm, to, <coughs> to uh, practice with and to uh, and so gradually you come into, you develop full, wonderful, ex, full, wonderful openness and mindfulness for that what you do. That awareness um, is then um, like a kind of a beautiful fresh air in you and around you. And uh, um, you realize at all times or more and more um, what is happening in, in consciousness. Hmm? So let's go right to the baths. I mean, that's a perfect lead-in to that what story we want to tell. Oh. Because at the baths came the well, experience. We are using the baths for that too, for practicing, showing them how to bathe mindfully. You have seen that. Unfortunately, that weather was so harsh and the wind so strong, I'm afraid, you didn't get I've got enough yeah to yeah um, and mm-hmm. in that experience was Leoma yeah I remember I floated her Tell us about you see that. yeah when you saw that she uh, suddenly broke out into a tremendous griefing uh, sounds and cries and I wasn't quite catching up right away what it was I realized there is something surfacing what she has suppressed and what she has uh, 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 pretended is not there or somehow was embarrassed about it and so on, that it will surface. You see, it's another thing in these experiments. You, 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 uh, as you invite the mind more and more maybe to this section or to this uh, bending and to this stretching, to this lifting, um, the mind becomes more calm and uh, more harmonious and there you get in touch with very much unconscious store that what is stored up in the unconscious usually emotions which never were looked at and which never were really brought up into the mind into the full acknowledgement of the mind into the full acceptance of our mindfulness and awareness that is the great a, a great power of mindfulness you 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 let a, that grief that regret that jealousy come up into your consciousness now and now you are realizing as you attend to it as you are now, um, you can say watch it, but just bring mindfulness to it. That means now you're not criticizing, you're not pushing it away, you are allowing it in your mind to reflect in the way it is. And you realize the grief, you realize the jealousy, and you have a chance to, 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 to feel it really and to really get a touch of it. And in that you understand it's 
there is that pain, but you also see that you are overly reacting to it. And you begin to sort out what is pain, be accepted as pain, part of life. Mindfulness tells you that. And what is now my emotional attachment and uh, making too much uh, um, yeah, emotional attachment and emotional expression now. The, as you saw in the water with Leona, the grief was more than just grief. There was a lot of regret and somehow maybe embarrassment of being exposed with one breast. And she, the grief was she had lost. And there was a desire, of course, or that feeling, why is it happening to me? The self-pity was tremendously in it. There was a, you know, there was an, what I call a multiple attack of the hindrances. You see, the, 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 the desire was there for something you could not attain anymore. There was the grief for the loss and not understanding that this loss is not, is irreversible you will now go into enormous emotional uh, uh, action or act to just compensate for the untruth in it, to make it really truthful. And that is happening as you do things like that more easily than when you inquire it happens also. But for some this is very uh, open and uh, and easily inviting. So as you saw, I immediately kind of saw what is happening. However, I was not aware that she, it was happening for all that drama was for the loss of the breath, or was the, the basis was that she had one breast. That she had breast cancer. Breast cancer. And many women really face that. and. Uh, uh, anyway, so... So you weren't telling well, her I, not to cry. I did not tell her not to cry. I encouraged her to cry when I realized, because I floated her. And I saw, in, she didn't tell me, I saw what it was. You see, she had projected also that I saw it and she didn't want to be exposed. But this me could have been anybody. And she was hiding this so long by upholstering her, her bra, probably, I don't know. So then I encouraged her, actually, I asked her, it's all right to cry. You know, ask her to touch it, I think. And uh, by that, I didn't want her to cry more or so, but I also invited her to, be, to notice what she is doing, to feel it, and to notice the tears. You see, that stops it from going further. And she, she did a little bit, she came to quiet, she forgot it, and then she burst it out again into a great uh, a grieving a, 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 a gesture and feeling. I also said, feel it, and it is all right to feel it, all right to have one breast. You're not the only one. And then I reminded a uh, little bit to, and called her heart to open to understand it's, uh, it, others have it too. Hmm? And so she opened, could, ha- could you, in that way you 
in that spaciousness, and she became calmer in that spaciousness of mindfulness, which doesn't regret, which isn't remorseful, which doesn't want anything what cannot be attained, even when it cannot be attained, you know, no, no reaching out. And uh, um, no judging, no shame is there. I, I kind of saw to it that she feels all right in it and called all the facets, all the qualities which mindfulness has present for that grief. So to speak, it, you allow it to happen now in a certain atmosphere. Of course, you must be alert for it, and you must kind of have a little practice to do that, to, re, to, rec, to recall the qualities of mindfulness. One is not judging, not criticizing, not feeling shameful, not, it's just being the mirror. And it's just a real healing power. And you, you can, uh, real healing takes place right then. And she did heal. And she came out the other end. She could smile. She saw us. Of course, it helped all. And it helped also her training of the several days she was with us of being calm and, 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 and understanding what it means. Notice it here. Hmm? So... Um, she felt much loved. Oh, she... That yeah, that was not the real point in it. She felt loved within herself. There was an efficient contentment and acceptance uh, happening. And that opened her heart to be soft with herself, not being regretful and remorseful and pretending is all not being friendly with yourself. You put yourself in enormous strain or stress. This is stress. And I wished Many uh, of the women who, who experience this, this loss and who face this loss uh, or live in fear of cancer and face this loss maybe of breast, of one breast or both, um, if they could uh, approach and uh, open up to this uh, power in them, to this uh, marvelous uh, ability to realize uh, uh, my body is, 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 is giving up a little. It's part of my livingness as it unfolds. It's not a punishment for me. It is not maybe due because I didn't eat enough alfalfa green, as so many think, it, it, uh, which has its value, but I sometimes joke a little bit for those who think if they do everything all right, it will not come. It has come to saints, cancer, sickness, and death. So this is the real thing of when we pass in a meditation. It opens our compassion to ourselves, to life in the, in the way. And the way it unfolds itself in, 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 in grief, in in sickness, in, in dying. So we are learning to live with what is true, to accept it. That doesn't mean no help can we give ourselves, of course, but just accepting the, raw, the real underneath truth. Huh? 
and it is impermanence and we are subject to death. No, we are subject to cancer, to breast cancer and uh, to be not, uh, you know, not fall into self-pity and complain that the world has forgotten us. We are now open up uh, to that uh, and recognize that this is the cause of life. There is a divine grief in it, you know, a divine grief. But it's not a grief, I say divine, because it's not where I play out my da- my, my drama, my pain, where I burst everything out and uh, have not that refinedness, that graciousness to accept it and to live with it and to heal it or at least to perhaps contain it a little bit in too rapid uh, 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 development. Besides, we have a great chance here to awaken. That sickness can really bring us really into the focus with what is and uh, discover in that the truth. Yeah, that of these characteristics of life. And what more can you desire of your purpose of your life than to awaken? And if that cancer can, can serve you for it, well, have cancer. <laughs> have AIDS, have heart, uh, heart uh, uh, failure. Uh, well, this is uh, maybe not so, so a good one because that comes so sudden, huh? But this cancer in some uh, works imperceptibly slow. So I don't hail the sickness, please don't misunderstand me. But I do, um, uh, you know, call maybe um, to greater dignity for our lives when it is uh, starting to fall apart. It's very useful. Yeah? This video is going to be very useful. You think so? Oh, yeah. That was perfect. Did I do it okay? Oh, it was beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, so profound. I just want to breathe with you a minute so I can get very moved. Yeah. Well, this question about uh, back into your past, I think is there's a lot of people dealing with this issue now. And do you want to take a little break? You I don't know what you mean. No, I don't um, know. Um, they wanted to know how, as you grew up, I know that you used to spend some time talking about to God and asking. Well, you think that is so important? Well, yeah. can we maybe just... Well, well, let me say this, as I told you. Buddhism from Christianity. Ah, so I was actually a very, very uh, devout uh, yeah. um, churchgoer. I went to Sunday school with joy. And um, maybe partially it was in it that I liked to, to, to maybe go there, the walking, the preparation. It was a festive event. And uh, um, 
when I realized, uh, I listened to it, when I realized um, there is this higher being we call God, um, when I grew into it, I accepted it somehow, not as something which fears me and dreads me and um, punishes me, but I, I um, saw it, it, it helped me to, be, to do good things, and I enjoyed that what I did good attained a great deal of appraisal for my mother and joy in my mother, in my mother's heart. She had a great humor and it always got, uh, I missed it always when, um, I missed it and I realized uh, I missed it because she wasn't happy with our with her children's performances sometimes. <laughs> so I think I, um, I took this, uh, this, this, this um, Herrgott, we called him, Lord, yeah, the Lord, as, uh, as uh, some, some being, I sometimes projected it, I saw it in the clouds, and I didn't know that the world continued behind the horizon for me at an eight-year-old child in a school of 50 people or so, 50 people, students, 300 inhabitants. I thought it really uh, was finished there and underneath there was another world, maybe the paradise. And I lived in that in my younger childhood. Then later I learned about uh, the, the position of the earth and so on. So that f kept me in a beautiful atmosphere as a child. And I was a good child. My mother uh, 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 um, told me that, tells me, uh, well, has told me often this to me. Anyway, she, so I lived in this uh, warmy, warm atmosphere. There was my Lord, and uh, there was Mother. She enjoyed what I did, and so, and I enjoyed what I did anyway. And I also was mischievous. I wasn't just a, a, a compressed little girl which did good things. That was not really there. It was just an understanding. When I do good things, I, I have great joy. Hmm? And I also was mischievous and climbed on the highest trees with my with my boyfriends. I don't. It's not the same. Then it, it, it wasn't boyfriends in that way. It was with friends, and they were ma boys, huh? 12 years old or 14 years old. We had not this pairing up uh, at that time. It was just a, a, a gang, we were a gang. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and I, then as I grew up a little bit, so in my teens, early teens, four, 13, 14, I loved to read uh, stories of uh, nuns, and uh, mm. then later I, I mm. yeah, there was a so-called ha, Hasani, I forgot the name, in my, six, my age of 16 and 17, a, a Hungarian writer, uh, and he wrote uh, beautiful stories about, uh, always there was a nun in it, or someone in the monastery and uh, living in solitude. And uh, 
I lived with them at times when, as I read it, and it was very, that's one of my very special times when I could go to these books. We had no electricity at home, and I was not supposed to read so late, and uh, so I took a, took a flashlight under my down path and would read that my mother could not see it. Um, yeah, I think then I maybe, um, I doubted a little later about this uh, Lord as absolute obeying, I don't know. I doubt, no, maybe it wasn't a doubt, but I tried to figure out what it means. Um, God, the Father, and the Holy Ghost are one. I had many questions. I don't know how I formulated the questions, but I know that was in me something I, I, uh, and I, I thought about. Then came the time where I had to maybe make a decision, or I was contemplating this. I contemplated, now, what am I going to with this school, with, uh, with, uh, with my education and so on, in which field will I go? I had the higher daughter school and, the, and some practical school and so on. Maybe I, I go into become an uh, uh, assistant in the bank, I thought. My father knew a bank director and so, uh, he had suggested that a little. I was about 17. Uh, and, um, or maybe I, I, I uh, uh, bec uh, take over a little bit more in a leading uh, and active uh, way the business at home, hmm? horticulture and uh, 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 um, in glass houses, uh, growing vegetables in February whilst outside there Greenhouse. was greenhouses whilst outside there were 20 below zero hmm? you could so uh, and, uh, so anyway okay, I'm so glad you didn't what if you would have done that we would have well, but you see the, I did I worked a lot with joy in that uh, my father's uh, business. It was with the earth, it was planting plants, and it was watering sometimes the plants. In the, we transplanted them from the seedling to the plantling into a bigger box and uh, into, then into the great sections in the greenhouse. Of course, we had six and seven and eight constant um, uh, assistances of workers. But I was, we, we children always had to help and were engaged. And I loved it too. These plants, as I planted them, they spoke to me. And sometimes I would see myself doing a little faster this planting. Wait, and wait, wait, what do you mean? The plants spoke to stance, you? Yeah, they spoke to me. I want to say that. So as I put it down into the earth and had another, on the other hand, I would have a little stick, planting stick, and you fastened it in the earth. A plant like this, yeah, a seedling. And then I saw myself sometimes doing it a little faster because I I, I wanted maybe to go 
to swim or to, 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 to uh, with my sleigh, to slay down the hillside and so on, my free time. So then I heard this plant talking to me, you neglected me, you didn't plant me correctly. I have my roots a little bit crooked. <laughs> I, I really, and I, I, I would go back, pull it out, and say, I give you the right treatment. And the same when I was watering with them. And it, what I see when I look back, it was already Vipassana. I teach that. I mean, you awake to this more connectedness with, with the plant world, <laughs> with, with, with the earth. You realize you're not separated, you know, and you feel it in your body. You have a quietness there, so you can really be present for what you are doing, and then you hear the plant talking to you. It isn't a make-up, because I really noticed what I was doing, but I wasn't knowing that I was doing it. So, uh, well, <clears throat> as my teacher said, you are natural, don't worry. You can teach. You don't need to have a discourse. You can teach out of what you, what you live. And uh, <laughs> so my formal training in Vipassana really refined me, continued what I already was doing, or revived many things, what went, got lost through my maybe growing up process as an adolescent or as a teenager, you have great ideas. And, but I always, at instances, like, um, let's say, New Year's Eve, yeah, there's a nice uh, gathering of friends, uh, your parents' friends, and you are 16 or 17 year old, and you are uh, um, uh, um, kind of um, going with that whole in an event of celebrating New Year's Eve. And then I was on at, at, at the moment of change from the old to the new, everyone says a toast. I see myself at such occasion running out, going into the, looking into the darkness, and, and kind of making my own vow, what I want to attain in life. <laughs> and I, as I recall, it was always a kind of feeling myself and extending myself into the darkness, looking up to the skies or to the tree, to the, to the um, star. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.